Baylor-Miami. Now, people that were watching Baylor-BYU, these both these guys are really, really good. And I was even reading some stuff you were talking about, even going back a couple of years ago with, uh, with Zach there at quarterback. Um, you know, so these guys were putting up some numbers. Uh, what are these other wide receivers? Keanu comes to, uh, Hall, you know, Hill comes to mind because we know about his, uh, his father. Are, are these young receivers up to the task, do you think? Like how big a loss is this heading into uh, uh, what should be a great matchup? This is a, a big loss, but I think that BYU can navigate it okay. I mean, because last week they had 12 different receivers catch a pass. Uh, this, this is considered the, the, the deepest BYU receiver room that they've had since they've been an independent program, and that dates back to 2011. Uh, so Keanu Hill, Chase Roberts, a former Under Armour All-American, a four-star prospect, he's going to be a big name to watch out for, uh, number 27. Uh, but then also Cody Epps. Cody Epps, the number zero, he's more of a slot receiver. Had uh, four catches last week against USF in high school. He was at Modern Day High School uh, at, at Alabama. He was the top target for Bryce Young. So there's talent there. It's just unproven. Uh, but I think BYU can navigate it because I think that ultimately this game comes down to 2.8 yards per carry again like they did last year against Baylor, well, they're going to lose this game. If they can establish the run, uh, that's going to give them the best chance of winning this ball game. You know, Algier was someone we had tremendous uh, respect for and, and put up great numbers. And, and like you said, they didn't have the greatest game against the Bears. I believe I was reading this week that uh, the uh, BYU now, as starting running back, has a transfer in from Cal uh, has come in there. What what is the is this going to be more of a committee situation? I mean, Algier was a was a great bell cow type back. What uh, what will the uh, what will the run game look like? Because this is a uh, experienced and 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 much uh, publicized uh, uh, offensive line that BYU has. The the running attack will be uh, you know I think ideally they want to have Chris Brooks, the Cal transfer, who you're referring to. They want him to be the bell cow back. Uh, you know, 6'1", 235. Some around the program would say he's a, a better receiver out of the backfield than Tyler Algier was. Really invites contact. Very similar in, in, his, in his running styles. But he's a bigger uh, physical you know, body type. The other running back to keep an eye on will be Lopini Katoa, number four. He's been around since 2017. Took advantage of the COVID year. And, you know, he's a, a veteran guy. Uh, last last week had a nice performance, 10 carries, uh, played really well, uh, which was kind of surprising because last season he wasn't much of a factor in BYU's running attack. In fact, there was a game against Boise State where he had two fumbles in the loss against the Broncos and, and kind of single-handedly cost BYU that game. So that's kind of the, you know, the, the top two guys. There's also a guy by the name of Miles Davis, number 19, who – coaches really liked in terms of maybe a, a wild card in this game who could maybe emerge and and get a few carries that would be him but Chris Brooks ideally I think these coaches want to have him emerge as that bell cow running back that BYU can turn to and this might be the game due to Puka and Gunner being out uh, that it goes you know maybe a 20 carry night potentially if BYU can get that ground game working early on against the Bears. 
That would be a fun uh, name to get behind Miles Davis for obvious reasons, and uh, I, I, you could do some things with that in terms of awards. <laughs> Talking to Mitch Harper, uh, BYU insider, and um, uh, Mitch has done a really good job. In fact, on uh, this uh, uh, volleyball story has been a really tough one, uh, and we'll get to that um, in a second. But I, I'm just th- I'm thinking about the the fandom there. And, and hearing Coach uh, Sataki talk about, hey, how Baylor is kind of the standard. You know, they're hoping to pattern some things. I that's that's kind of almost weird for. I'm a Baylor guy. I went to Baylor. That's weird for Baylor people to hear because obviously, it, we've been good lately, but but not a storied program over the years. There's been some great moments. Sure. There's been some bad moments. So when you hear a program that has had decades of sustained success. Like BYU saying that, that's pretty interesting that um, that he would say that. But, I mean, I, I do think probably what he's talking about is Baylor's at a little bit different level right now, and it's a level BYU's uh, trying to get to. Is, are, the, are the fans there? I mean, is this a, is this a, 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 a huge buildup to this game? What, what, is it, what has it been like, and what do you expect this atmosphere to be like tomorrow night? Massive game. Uh, I would say it's one of the three biggest games BYU's had since they've been an independent program. Uh, and that's, that's spanning a decade. I mean, this is a huge game because I think there's also a ton of respect just inherently from the fact that, you know, Baylor's a faith-based program. And I think that, you know, BYU looks to them as an athletic department as a whole that uh, they want to be in the Big 12 where they've got the great basketball program. They've got a great championship-winning football program. You know, Mac Rhodes is a well-established AD. Of course, you guys know that. I mean, just everything about Baylor feels big time. And BYU has always operated from a standpoint of do more with less. And I just think there's a lot of respect for Baylor. And seeing it firsthand last year, how physical Baylor played against BYU, it was a little bit of an eye-opening experience. And, you know, honestly, Matt, this is the game that BYU, I think, looks at the players, the fans, They've circled this one. It's kind of taken the place of Utah because Utah was the game that, uh, you know, is off the schedule this year due to, uh, you know, Utah wanting to play the Florida Gators. This has become the big game for BYU this year. And even I think even bigger than maybe Notre Dame because of the Big 12 tie and because it's in Provo, this is the one everyone's been circling. So, uh, and, and of course, you got the element of revenge on the mind too. So, huge game uh and the atmosphere it's close to a sellout i think it's gonna ultimately get there it should be a rocking crowd and for any baylor fans that are going to be there i think they're in for a treat of an experience i mean the the visuals are are outstanding but i think also too that you know the hospitality is really good and that was one of the big takeaways that i took away from being in waco last year was just how cordial everyone was even even the media relations staff was saying Hey, do you guys drink caffeine? Like, if not, like, we, we do drink our caffeine here here in uh, Provo. But uh, it's just, I think this is going to turn into a great matchup year by year and hopefully become a, an annual matchup with the, with the upcoming scheduling in the Big 12. But, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of respect, and I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere tomorrow night. Yeah, I think we've overdone some uh, the caffeine thing because I, I put up just a fun <laughs> thing about Dr. Pepper floats and people are like, they don't drink caffeine. It's like I had offended somebody, and I'm like, I think there, I think there are sodas to be had in that stadium. Now, we may not have beer options, but we don't have that in, you know, at, at the Baylor Stadium or BYU, okay? Uh, now, yeah. that would be... 
that would be the day if something like that happened. Now, are there any Baptist churches around there? Like, what if the folks wanted to go, uh, you know, stay up very late Saturday night and go worship somewhere on a Sunday morning? Would we be able to find a, a Baptist church around there? You know, that's a great question, Matt. I, I'd have to look at that. I, I, I need my, 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 off the top of my mind, I, I'm not sure of one uh, in, in Provo. Uh, I know there are there are many in, in there's there's some in Salt Lake City, uh, 45 miles north of of Provo. Uh, but uh, in in Provo, I, I nothing comes to mind at first. But I, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, because there's some places of worship uh, for LDS that I don't think I don't think the Baptists can just go sliding right in. We might be able to like hang out in the foyer or something, but there's some play, some inner sanctums I don't think we're allowed to go in, but uh, it will be fun to see the two uh, fan bases hanging out and, and doing all that. And by the way, um, uh, you know, th- I, this, this volleyball story with Duke, that was a crazy story. Uh, the ruling that comes down or from BYU, the, the investigation that they did, and this, it, sometimes you go, well, they, they – um, they, they, you know, went there. They, they were the ones doing the investigation. This was not independent. It does seem like they kind of did everything possible to find out a very strange ending to this, Mitch, where the uh, the apparent fan who was saying the uh, racist remarks has now been the ban has been lifted because they couldn't find evidence that the fan had actually said that stuff. I, you've covered this thing. Is this one of the weirdest ones you've ever been a part of? And what is the takeaway from this? I mean, I, I you know, you don't, you hate to say, well, did somebody make some stuff up? But this is a hard one to get your arms around. It's a, uh, it's, it's one of the more unusual stories uh, that uh, I've covered uh, on on this BYU beat for sure. And you know, I think it's the range of emotions, too, because at first I think anyone that heard this story thought, yeah, ban that fan, and and, uh, and that, that there's no place for, for racist behavior. And I think at the same time, BYU was, was – and they took it serious. I mean, they defined, uh, you know, this the, – the, uh, they, they immediately banned the person after they pointed them out. They also wanted to see the video of it. Nothing had surfaced. Yeah. and. And, you know, that, that arena was piped in with so many microphones and so many different cameras, both from the television and then also from the team equipment side. And they poured over everything. And, and then the, they, they spoke with Duke administrators and, and even Duke standing next to uh, a BYU police officer. And the BYU police officer report is stating that they didn't hear anything. So, it's just an unusual story, and ultimately, you know, none of us can speak for what that girl experienced and what she heard. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, you know, I think BYU was trying at the same time uh, to try to maybe clear their name a little bit because, I mean, that was that was something that, uh, you know, quite uh, frankly, I mean, that can, that can hurt just a, a, a real stain on a university. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and for and also in going into the Big Twelve Conference, for you know, having that as something that. Uh, is on them that I mean they, they didn't want to they want to take everything that they could to, to root yeah. that out as they put out but uh, yeah it's an unusual story to say the least and uh, uh, it will see what the, what it comes of it going forward 
Well, I thought the AD did a really nice job, and he did everything he could in a really tough spot. And uh, so, uh, anyway, a very strange story. Mitch, I hope it's a a wonderful game, and uh, look forward to more conversations as uh, we move forward with what I hope becomes kind of a fun rivalry with two religious schools, Baylor and uh, BYU, and hopefully my uh, the Bears are in in, uh, – on their best behavior, okay? Some of my brethren have become a little more open with some of their activities, so just kind of keep your keep your head on a swivel out there, all right? Well, I appreciate that, and looking forward to more conversations as well. And, uh, yeah, I think tomorrow, tomorrow night's going to be a lot of fun, and I think the first of many great games between these two programs. Well, I appreciate it. There he goes, uh, Mitch Harper, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. Kurt Quillen.